Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with Pastor Travis Turner. So good to be here today. We're in a series called Making Great Families, and so today I'm going to be talking about honor and I thought, man, what an incredible topic and an easy to talk about, uh, topic to talk about on this Mother's Day because, once again, the women in our life, they, um, they, they deserve all the honor that we, can, that we can give them. But we're in this series called Making Great Families, and the definition of a family is this, a group consisting of parents and children living in the same household. The second definition is such, a group of people related by blood or by marriage. And so really this talks about blood and spirit. And what I'm talking about is, is how in God's word it says what God has put together, let no man separate. Of course, he's talking about the marriage. And so, and so the two become one spiritually. Amen? And that's how you can, you can create family. And then out of that, you've got children and offspring. And how many of you know that God is the one that defines family, right? And then also, we are a church family because we share in common the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm so grateful for the blood of Jesus Christ and the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm grateful for Calvary without, come on, the sacrificial, you know, him laying down his life. We would not have forgiveness of sins and we would not have everlasting life. And so I'm so grateful for that today. And so... Um, I want to go ahead and just dive into our key verse here today. This is found in the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs says this, wisdom is supreme. Somebody say it's supreme. So when you say something is supreme, that means that there's nothing greater than what it is that it's talking about. So wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs all that you have, get understanding. That's Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. I'm telling you this, that that we need to be people pursuant of wisdom. We need to be pursuant of what it is that God has for us. And so this is why I'm challenging you to do sometimes the things that you don't like to do. I'll give you an example. For me, and, and this is shameful, really. It's, it's, it's a, I'm ashamed to stand in front of you and say this, but I graduated high school literally reading two books in my in in my whole in my whole educational you know upbringing two books in 12 years of school the two books were sea spot run and the second book was actually read to us we we collectively read it as a group still one of my favorite stories of all time where the where the red fern grows powerful powerful book so listen, I am not, I am not, that's, that's a shame, right? What a shameful thing. To, like, how did you graduate? Well, I graduated because I was a pretty good athlete in a small school. Big school probably wouldn't have happened. But what I'm sharing with you is that just because it's not your bend, just because, you know, you're not, like some people, they're just like, you know, what do you like to do in your time off? Well, I just like to get my book and I would I just like to shut myself in my room or go out on the patio and I could just I could just read the whole thing from the beginning to the you know to the end. 
Let me tell you, that is not me. While that might be you, you probably have other things that you've got to work at that come naturally to me. But I'm telling you, in the area of wisdom, though it costs you everything, you need to get it at whatever the cost. If you're not a reader, you need to start reading until you become a reader. Because one of the greatest ways that you can gain wisdom certainly is through reading and specifically reading God's word and many other books that can just open your eyes and give you insight. The, 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 the things that you listen to. You know, we live in a day and an age where information is completely out there. Just be careful of the information that you're feeding your, filling your head with because not all information is good information, Right? All right, so do everything that you can, you know what I mean, to, to, to get that wisdom. So the title of my message today is The Importance of Honor. And once again, it's a great message for today. I want you to turn your Bible to the book of Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 1. Now listen, I didn't really line this out for the first service, but I'm going to line, line it out for you. So Proverbs... Um, is really a book about is really a book about wisdom. It's it, but the first nine chapters in Proverbs is setting a case. It's it's creating a case for wisdom. Proverbs chapter ten and verse one is really the first proverb uh, of, of Solomon. Okay, and so this is the first on first things we should really pay attention and then also on last things we should give great attention to. But this is really the first proverb of Solomon, chapter 10 and verse 1. It says this, A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. So wisdom says, listen, you're going to bring joy to your father by what it is that you do, how you act, how you carry yourself. But a foolish son brings grief to his mother. It kind of speaks for itself, but what it's showing us here is that out of all wisdom, all wisdom that can be attained, how you impact people, how you treat people, it matters. And I'm telling you this just as a reminder, guys, that God pays attention how you treat people. And I believe that he pays specific attention to how you deal with the least of these, how you deal with children, how you deal with people that, 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 that may not have the, the same education that you have? How you deal with people that, that might be farther down, you know, if we were going to categorize, which we don't do here in this church, but if we were going to categorize somebody that, 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 you know, might be living on the street where you've got a, a really great job and, and whatnot. And I'm just saying this, that how you live your life and that effect that it has on people, it really does matter. And I believe this, that God is paying great attention to it. In studying the book of Proverbs, um, specifically in the area of relationship, the book of Proverbs, you know, it speaks about the fool, the fool. It says it several different times. In fact, I'm just going to tell you, it's not good to call anybody a fool, but there are foolish people, right? And in the book of Proverbs, what it continues to say a few different areas is the fool despises. The fool does something. The fool despises. And I'm like, you know, because I'm not really, really smart. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? The fool despises. And so with a little bit more digging and a little bit uncovering, this is what I came to understand. The word despise means, listen now, 
If a fool despises, the word despise means this, to be in contempt of, to disdain, to consider unworthy of honor. And I'm just saying this, that it is foolish to, to consider any person unworthy of honor. And we're going to uncover that just a little bit more as we kind of d- dive into this. But let me just say this, that honor will change your life. Like if you're struggling, you know what I mean? Um, if people, you know, really, if you, if you have a hard time finding value in people, if you will just wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to begin to honor the people that God has blessed me in my life. Oh, and by the way, regardless if they deserve it or not, what you're going to see is honor is going to change your life. I really believe this, and I'm going to talk more about this later too, but I really believe that when we honor, it's more for our benefit than it is the one that we're honoring. Like there is something significant. If you've not been raised, which I believe most of you have been, but if you've not been raised, you know what I mean, to, to honor you know, people, to honor people of, uh, in positions of authority, if you've not been raised to honor your elders, if you've not been raised to prefer people before yourself, if you will put these things into practice, these, these words of wisdom that I'm sharing with you, that you should do everything in your, in your ability to gain wisdom, if you will trust me that I'm giving you, I'm spitting some wisdom to you, and if you'll begin to honor up, honor down, and honor all the way around, I promise you this, your life is going to be much different when you begin to put those things into play. And if it's not, you can come back and say, you lied to me, Pastor. And I'm going to be like, well, you must not have done a very good job of it then because I'm not going to lie to you like that. So um, so that's the very first Proverbs chapter 10 and verse one is the first proverb of Solomon. You fast forward all the way to Proverbs 31 and verse 31. Come on, talking about the woman, once again, there's a law of first fruits and there's a law of last things. There's a a law of first things and last things. You should pay attention to the first thing that is said and pay attention to the last thing that is said. Proverbs 31, 31 says, talking about an honorable woman. Come on, that one that's in your life or those several that are in your life. Um, Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Once again, at the city gate, what this refers to is that we need to honor in public. Something's coming to me right now. I didn't even speak it to the first service because it didn't come to me in the first service. But listen, now, sometimes we do a pretty good, a pretty good job of honoring at the city gate. Like we honor so well in public, but it's in private that we have terrible honor. Like, like, like when we're out in town, we'll, you know, we'll be respectful. We'll open the door and say, hey, sweetheart, you know how, you know what I mean? Because why? We're putting on a show in front of a bunch of folks. But this is the deal. We're called to honor at the city gate publicly. But let me also say this, that honor needs to be done behind closed doors as well. Amen? And I think we can all get better in that area with the women that are in our life. And of course, with other people as well. But this is talking about the Proverbs 31. Anybody ever read a book on the Proverbs 31 woman? If you haven't, you ought to. You ought to. All right. So um, that's the last one. So honor is to place value on something, to place value on something. It's so fun whenever you see somebody get something new, right? I don't know about you, but my kid, I got one son that loves cars and 
and he had a dream car. And when he, when he, when he, when he was able through his hard work to be able to purchase that dream car, it was amazing how how he just honored it. And and in fact, I had to get rid of a bunch of my stuff in in my parking garage so that he could park. He could honor that car and park it. You know, and I don't blame him because, yeah, it's the craziest thing. Both, all, all of my kids have nicer vehicles than I've ever had in my entire life. I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyhow, that's not about this. But when you value something, right, when you value something, you know, you honor. You honor the things that you value. Now, I want you to just, with me, just real quick, take a snapshot of our nation and our world today. Some of the things that we would value in history, we don't value anymore. And I'm just saying this, that I take full responsibility for my part in it. It's my generation. My generation has failed younger generations. We have failed it. You know why? I was having a conversation after the, after the first service that there was a woman that came up to me and she just said, you know what's interesting, Pastor Travis? My mom, she was talking about her mom. She said, my mom wasn't a Christian woman, but my mom taught us that whenever you're dealing with the authorities and whatnot, and anybody in a uniform, you honor them and you respect them. My mom taught us, not being a Christian woman, that we should prefer our elders before ourselves. That whenever we're sitting down with those that are older than us, we should do more listening than we ever do talking. So she started going through this list of things, and I'm thinking, okay... If that, was there, if that was the truth then, and it's, it's the way that it is now, who's in the middle? And that's me. We have failed. My generation has failed to pass on the importance of honor and respect and, and, and those types of things to our children. But how many of you know that God can make up the difference? And I'm just saying that today, as a church family, as a church body, we can begin to bring honor back. And guess what? If we will make the commitment to do that in this house, then your families are going to change. And then, oh, by the way, you're going to look up in short order and this community is going to be different. And while things might be happening every other place in the world, you know what I mean? We can only do what we can do. It will not be happening here. Why? Because decisions have been made. Amen? we got to bring honor back. That's a good, good, good place to thank you. Thank you. I'll keep giving you my best just because you, you, you applauded. No, I'm just kidding. How many of you know that honor can be difficult? Let's be real. If we're going to talk about just honoring because it's the right thing to do, let's also be honest that sometimes people don't make it very easy to honor. Right? Sometimes it's hard to honor people. Sometimes it's very, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it, it's just difficult. Why? Because we sit back and we watch. How many of you are watchers? And you're watching and then all of a sudden you've got an element inside of you, whether you like it or not, you, you judge that person based on, on what they say and then how they... Sometimes people, what they say and what they do are two different things. And I think, uh, honestly, if we were all going to be honest about that, then sometimes we all come into that, into that place from time to time. But if we're sitting back and we're judging people upon their actions and then we're going to give honor based on how it is that they live and how they act, I'm sure pretty much most of us can find reason as to why we shouldn't honor certain people. And I'm just saying this, that honor can be difficult. But number one is this, honoring begins 
with God's claim on people. You see, God doesn't say honor people whenever, you know what I mean, whenever they deserve it. Honor people only when they're on point. Honor people whenever they agree with your stance on a certain idea or a certain topic. No, it says, it says honor people, honor those in authority, honor your elders, but honoring begins with God's claim on people. So basically what this means is that honor begins with us understanding that that person is valuable in God's eyes whether we see it or not. And so it doesn't matter what I view, what I think about the person. What matters is whose they belong to. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And some of you might be messed up with this whole statement until I bring it and put it into perspective. I am grateful that the Lord prefers me even though I'm undeserved of it. Amen. I'm grateful that God doesn't value me based on my my performance but he he values me based on being his and his creation and so if i can appreciate god thank you for for doing that for me then i also need to take it a step further and begin to honor people and value people because it begins with god's claim on people and not my belief in them amen, amen. have you ever had any kids that have let you down anybody Anybody have children? Any of your children ever let you down? You got a bunch of perfect kids? Liars. Liars. Come on, your kids let you down, right? How many of you have great expectation for your family, for your kids, right? People are like afraid to get involved in this conversation. There you go. <laughs> Brett's like, ooh, 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 me, me, no. <laughs> You know, there was a time whenever my kids would come up short, um, they, they, would, they would do something and sometimes really, really wrong. And I felt like it was because I didn't really, I wasn't a good parent and I'm, I, I got better and I'm continuing to get better. But there was a time where I thought, man, what I need to do is I need to, you know, they did this thing wrong and now I need to line them out, man. I need to, I need to point out, well, you see what you did here and, and I'm, I'm going through the list. Of, of all the wrong things that, you know, that they have done. As if they don't know it already. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like they know it. And really what needs to happen at that point, and I'm not saying that sometimes things don't need to be addressed, but as a father especially, and a mother as well, but I'm just speaking from a father's standpoint, what happens whenever I say yes Son, yes, my daughter, you've done this and that and the other. But let me just tell you that that shortcoming does not define who you are. Because you are so much greater than that. You, did, you know, it didn't really show here. But let me remind you of who you are and whose you are, right? Come on, you're better than that. You're, and, and really, honestly, I feel like this needs to go even further. Because in life, there are people... That through their, a course of their own, you know, poor decisions, maybe. I'll even give you that. 
Maybe, maybe, they've, maybe they've come up under addiction. You know, they had all the help in the world. Boy, I wouldn't do that. Boy, I would just really watch yourself. You had all kinds of people come alongside of you and give their personal testimony, but you did it anyway. And now you're, you're, you're dealing with this addiction, and maybe that addiction has led to, led to jail time or led to even imprisonment. You know, through your own course of actions and poor decisions, you've, you, you, you've had some life experience that not everybody has had. But you have allowed that life experience, maybe that, that stint in prison, to limit you. And now your view on your life is, is that, man, I'll never be able to be what God has called me to be. As if God is not bigger and his, his eraser is not big enough to, come on, just, just to get rid of all of that past garbage. But this is the truth. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so if you feel like because of your poor decisions that those opportunities are never going to be afforded to you, that God is never going to be able to use you like you knew that he wanted to use you maybe in younger years, then guess what? Because you believe it in your mind, you'll never be used. You'll never be able to accomplish. And it's not because God has put limits on you. You have put limits on yourself. And I'm just telling you this, that you've got to come out from that broken thinking. That thinking, you will not find it whenever God is talking about those that are his. You will not find it in God's word. You won't find it. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Come on, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who does what? Gives me strength. Come on, I am not, I am, you know, I might be where I am today because of my past decisions, but I am not limited because God takes me from glory to glory to glory to glory. Amen? But the problem is, is whenever we buy into the lies of the devil and we put ceilings, glass ceilings, come on, invisible ceilings on our life, then that's where people stay. It's amazing to me how one person, they can go through a, a, a tragedy, a hardship, something terrible in life, and the next thing you know, 50 years has passed and you're doing their funeral their, their funeral. And everybody's talking about, well, you know, she never really got over that that happened to her when she was 16, 17 years old. And then you can have loads and droves of people that have hardships like we have never experienced in this nation. That come up under worse things than you've ever dreamt of. And they use that thing, come on, to elevate them because of the belief in the faith system in God. Amen? Because they're not going to put limits on their life. How can one person thrive and one person just barely survive? How can one person just kind of, this is my little space and you just don't even know what happened to me. And they were just mean. They were just so mean to me. But you've got somebody else that has gone through tragic, horrible things. And they're thriving and surviving. They're not going to let that thing hinder them from growing and becoming what God has called them to become. But we've got a bunch of mamby-pamby Christians in this nation that we are so weak-minded. We are so sissy-ish. And I'm just saying that if that's even a word. 
we got to grow up and get some backbone and understand that, yes, if God says that you can do it, you can do it. And quit creating space. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, well, you just don't understand. You're really hurting me. You know, you, di- you didn't acknowledge what I did. And, and, and my feelings are so hurt. And, and we, are, we are a bunch of victim people that are looking at the things that are wrong instead of serving the God that is all right, that says that, yes, you can. And yes, I will. Amen? I don't even know where that came from. But I'm just telling you, are, there are things in our, in our nation that has got to change. We are going through junk and garbage right now that we ought not be going through, and it's because our churches have been so stinking weak. It starts in the house of the Lord. And this is why I believe the Bible talks about judgment is going to come to the house of the Lord before it comes anyplace else. Like there's a responsibility that the church has that affects the whole community. And if the whole community is filled with young people, come on, committing suicide at 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 21, 22, 23, then that means that the church has fallen asleep. We've got to stand up and take responsibility. And it comes by trusting in God's word. And we're talking about honor, but we approach things like, I really don't need to honor that person. I don't need to honor that person. But they really don't even deserve it, this or that. What does the Bible say about it? What does the Bible say? Why are we even having this conversation? We're having this conversation because we haven't, we have failed to have the conversation and proper teaching, right? We're not holding people accountable when, when, when people out, operate outside in love. We're not, even, we're not even bold enough to go to them and say, hey, listen, I'm concerned, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk. Let's get through this. You're better than this. Yeah. Right? We've got to change some things because if we don't, come on, we, the church is the hope of the world. Jesus is the hope of the world. The church, we got to get some things right. I'm not even going to get to my message if I keep ranting like this. Romans 8 and 30 says this. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. This predestined word... um, there's a lot of different opinions within the within even Christianity, and I'm just going to share with you mine. I don't believe at all the God that I serve, because I wouldn't have chosen me. I don't believe at all that this means that some people are chosen and others are not. I believe he calls us all. In fact, the word says that, that his, his heart is, is that none would perish, but all would come to eternal life. Amen. And, um, and, and I just am so grateful, once again, there's a, there's, a, there's a doctrine of glorification out there. You go to a Bible school or something, they'll talk about it, uh, this, this doctrine. And basically the doctrine means this, that we all know that whenever you know, we stand before the Lord and we're saved and we're in heaven, we're going to be given glorified bodies. Amen, right? And we're going to be perfect before him. We're going to be changed. And, and this doctrine of glorification, what it means is, is that whenever he sees the person 
come on, that has been to the cross and the blood of Jesus is applied to their life, then, then this goes into play, this doctrine of glorification goes into play at that very moment. So even though I am imperfect, even though I'm broken, even though I mess up, when God sees me, what he sees is the blood of Christ in my life, and he sees me now, now as the righteousness of God. Even though, you know what I'm saying, I, 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 in myself, I, there is no good in me. In him, come on, I, I have something to, you understand what I'm saying? Okay, all right, so, so when we honor, it benefits me too. This is number two. When I honor, it benefits me too. I already talked a little bit about that. I believe that that benefit is probably more so, you know, it's, it benefits the one that is honoring more so than the one that is being honored. I think it's interesting. Um, in Mark chapter 6, Jesus goes to his hometown, right? And he's been doing all of these incredible miracles all over the place. He goes to his hometown and he is not able to do any miracles. He, you know, he wanted to save people. He wanted to set people free. He wanted to, you know, give sight, you know, to those that were blind, maybe raise the dead, you know, help the lame man to walk again. I mean, he wanted, he went there because he wanted to take in all of his power and all of his authority in all of his love. He wanted to reach those people that he knew so much. But this is the thing. They were not able to receive from him because they approached him as average or normal. Now, listen, this is the connection to the degree that you are able to honor people in your life. It determines what you're going to be able to receive from them. Husbands and wives, to the degree that you are able to honor one another, it determines what you're going to be able to receive from them. If you don't have honor, well, I, I, I'm just going to be, is there any young people in here? Any like real, real young people? I'll, I'll talk like behind the scenes. It's like sometimes in marriage counseling and whatnot, um, like, there's a complaint. We haven't been together in a long time. You fill in the blank, been together. Okay? It, it can be a real issue, no intimacy in, in the relationship. One of the first places that I would ask you to look is your honor one to another. Because your honor determines your ability to receive what it is that you need from that that person you understand what i'm saying and i'm talking about married folk here right married not not like we act like husband and wife i'm talking about married folks here all right all right so um i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna i'm gonna skip that i'm gonna go down to to number three number three respect is earned honor is given you guys have heard this before. Respect is earned. Honor is given. Basically, what this is saying is, is that, that whether a person deserves honor or not, I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to give it to them anyway. See, respect is earned. Honor is given. Some of you guys really might be struggling with the idea of honor because let's say, let's say you were raised up in a home and it's super easy for you to honor your mom, but let's say your dad was just a hard man to you know, a hard man to, you know, to honor. You just don't understand how hard my dad was and, and how he did that, 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 whatever that, whatever that is. You know what I'm saying? 
And, and, and this is what I'm saying. Honor him anyway. Honor him anyway because, come on, God has given him to you. And I believe that there's something that is going to be fruitful that come out of, of you, you know, taking that step and doing it, doing it anyway. And I also know this, that since we're talking about honor, you're all going to be given the opportunity to honor people that probably, if you were to really think about it, in your mind and in your flesh, don't deserve it this next week. And so just be ready for that challenge. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 13, it says this. And I want you to know this, that this was written, come on, at a time when the governing authorities were not very honorable and the church leaders also were not very honorable. This was written by the Holy Spirit through Peter. And it says this, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake, not because they deserve it. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should always silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God and honor the emperor. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 13. Once again, this was written at a time where the people that God is saying honor those in authority, they weren't very honorable, but you do so for the Lord's sake. And the same thing is true today. I remember not very long ago, there used to be a day and a time where you know, where, where, where men would wear hats and they would see a lady and what would they do? They would kind of tip their hat to the lady, right? There used to be a time where, where every man would open up the door and prefer a woman, you know, in front. No, no, you go first, please. Thank you. You know, and, and let me just tell you this. In the day and the age that we live in today, don't be surprised if you go to open the door for a woman and she doesn't receive it. Because there's a whole lot of crazy going on right now. I can open my own door, thank you. I know you can. I know you're well, you know, you're, you're more than capable. But I just wanted to honor you. Well, listen, I'll just go ahead and do my, it's like, listen, I'm just going to stand here with the door open. We can argue all day long, but, but please just walk through and I'll follow you, you know. I'm just respecting you and honoring you. You see, some of the things, just because culture shifts and changes, doesn't mean that we have the right to, right? Matter of fact, it would be really, really cool if, 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 if we just got into the habit of just opening the door and preferring people, you know, before ourselves. No, you first, please. No, 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 sir, you first, please. No, 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 really, you first. I insist. No, no, really, really, you first. Just don't do this today when you're leaving the parking lot because none of us will get to the restaurant in time, if we do that, we're going to have a traffic jam out there. But start to, start to prefer other people. That's number one. Prioritize the Lord and others. Prioritize the Lord and others. Allow people to go first. You know, today, you might be hungry enough to eat like a park bench, right? You're starving. But if you go to the buffet line, and there's an older gentleman, or there's a lady that, that is in the buffet line as well, Maybe it's a whole group of them. Why don't you just go ahead and just step back and just say, hey, I prefer you. Please go ahead. 
I'll, I'll, I'll go right after you. Oh, man, thank you so much. And even keep a smile on your face when they're putting one bean at a time on their plate. Just one, you know, you're hungry. Come on, guys, we got we to gotta fight to bring some things back, right? Come on, men, let, let, me just, let me just do something. And sometimes I get this wrong, and the Lord shows me at the very second that I got it wrong. But I want to start something. I want to bring, I'm not starting anything new, but I want to bring something back, okay? Men, I'm just talking to you. When somebody comes in and they, they go to shake your hand, instead of sitting on your hind end, stand to your feet and look them in the eye and shake their hand, right? There have been times where, where I've done that. I've had stuff on my lap, and, and immediately when I, when I remain seated, I'm like this. I'm thinking, you dummy, what? I'm not talking about the guy that's shaking my hand. I'm talking about me. You dummy, what do you get to your get to your feet? Stand up and 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 honor them and look them in the eye and just say, hey man, it's good to see you. Men, it's time for us to be men again. Right? And and men, listen, we need to stop apologizing for being men. It's time that we take the position that God has given us and be good leaders. And love well and serve well. Come on, the reason why I believe our nation is the way it is is largely in part to us falling asleep on our watch. It's okay for you to be a man. Okay? All right. I'm going to go ahead and skip that. Let's go down to number two. Give praise to God and others. Honor has a language. Let me tell you what the language isn't. Honor does not sound like this. You know, two people talking about a person, and then all of a sudden the person shows up, and then you're like, oh, man, how are you doing? How's it going? You stop the conversation that you were just having about them. That's not honorable talk. Honor also, it doesn't, it doesn't look like this. You know, somebody comes into the, hey, sister, so, hey, brother, how's it going, man? Oh, man, so good to see you. And then all of a sudden, that person leaves. Can you, my goodness, did you see what they were wearing? I can't believe, talking behind their back. And come on, that's not honor. And unfortunately, that stuff happens all too much in our world today, right? Honor has a language, and, and that language is not speaking out of each side of your mouth. Come on, let your yeses be yeses and your noes be no. James chapter 3 and verse 10 says it like this. With the tongue we praise our Lord and our Father. Saying this. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice. And with it, we curse human beings. We just came out of church and we're just like, praise you, Jesus. I just love you so. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And then all of a sudden we're honking at people. You know what I mean? Waving backwards. See, I get, I get challenged. I get challenged in my car a lot. Sometimes I forget who I am in my vehicle other times, like, like I was in Twin Falls not very long ago, and I was just kind of in my own zone. I probably did something wrong. I don't know, but I can't to this day tell you what it is. 
But all of the sudden, man, this guy in this big old truck, you know, comes, he's like, comes right up next to me and puts his brake so he can look at me. And he's like, ah, and then he's waving like this back and forth, but not with all the fingers up, like just with some of them. And, and immediately I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking, you don't know who I am. You know, I'm like, and, and immediately like the Lord is like, I know who you are, Travis. Oh, and that boy that you just called a boy, he's my boy. And, and I'm just saying this, that we, we cannot, we cannot, we got to be consistent, man. We got to be, we got to, we got to be patient. Come on, we got to stand up for things that need to be stood up for. But, but, but we also, we got to be people of self of self-control and it's just saying listen with the tongue we praise the lord and father and with it we also curse human beings who have been made in in god's likeness out of the out of the same mouth come praise and cursing my brothers and sisters this should not be and i'm telling you that this should not be like listen if you come in here and you praise the lord come on say i thank you lord you're such a good god but then you got a filthy mouth around your boys when nobody else is wrong. Let me just remind you. This should not be. And you're not doing any help to the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you this, that the Lord cares about the words that you that you speak. All right. Ephesians chapter four. You don't have it on the screen. I'm just going to read it to you. It says this in verse twenty nine. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up, somebody say building others up, according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And I'm just telling you this, that I make that decision today. I'm going to use my words. I'm going to use, I'm going to use my life to be a builder and not somebody that tears down. And I challenge you to join me. Because when we do tear down, that, that scripture's not f- finished. It says, when we do, we do something, and that's grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. The third thing and the final thing, it says this, protect others. We've got to be people that protect others. You know, there was a day and a time, and, and, and I'm, I'm challenging every single person here right now. Uh, I'm challenging us to do something different, okay? Even though it's not going to be fun, and it's going to be uncomfortable. There was a day and a time, Brett, where, where when I was a kid, if I went to a restaurant with my family, our family's just kind of sitting there. And if there was some joker, you know, spitting foul mouth conversations off in the corner where my mom and us kids could hear it, my dad would just get away from the table and he would go over there and he would kindly just say, hey, listen, I got my wife and I got my kids here and I don't appreciate your language. Can you change it? You know what we're doing today? Nothing. We're not doing anything. And I'm just saying, listen, that the world is in the state that it's in because men are not being men. And women, you can do the same thing. Hey, I got my kids here. I would appreciate it. I'm not saying look for a fight. That's, what, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you need to approach them all bowed up. You just need to approach him and just say, hey, listen, I understand you guys are having a good time, but I'm asking you, I've got my wife here and I've got my kids here and I'd appreciate it if you'd change your language. And if they got an issue with that, I can promise you this, 
that the rest of the people in that restaurant are going to be paying attention. And next thing you know, that, that whoever that joker is, is going to be dealing with a whole restaurant full of people. You understand what I'm saying? But we are so afraid to get outside uh, uh, you know, of our own business and get ourselves involved in somebody else's business. And it's time that we stand up and we protect the things that are valuable. Amen. Come on, you don't use that language in front of your kids. And, and sure, everybody's, well, they're going to hear it at school and they're going to do this or that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But you can help, come on, to facilitate a culture or, or a, 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 a place you know, that's a little bit more safe. You can't protect them all times, but, but you can protect them, right? You know, there was a, there was a, there was a time when, when if you saw somebody burning the flag, that you would do something about it. Today, what, what, what are we doing? Some things need to be fought for. Some things are worth, come on, fighting for. If you don't think so, the liberties and the freedoms that we have, come on, came at the cost of young men and young women that died on some foreign battlefield so that we can have them. So, with the applause, I'm asking you to get involved. If you hear somebody bashing something that is important and valuable, Will you insert yourself with wisdom, not like a fool looking for a fight, but with wisdom just to say, hey, listen, that's wrong. This is wrong thinking. The church has to be the church. we got to protect one another. Oh, and by the way, we have to protect the name of the Lord. It blows me away how many Jesus sees that I hear and how many G-dams I hear. Right? Why can't we get back to the place of, even if you're okay with, with the harsh words, stand up for the words that are, that, are, that, are, that are, you know, bringing God's name or, or using God's name in vain. It's okay for you to say, listen, God didn't damn anything. The devil's the one that you should be damning. He's the one that's damned everything. My God is a... Is a is a savior. Come on, he's a way maker. He's a healer, right? He, oh, and by the way, since you brought it up, let me tell you what he's done in my life, yeah, right? There's a story in the Bible that, that uh, one of Noah's sons, I want you to take you to the book of Noah, or not to the book of Noah, but the story of Noah, right? Story of Noah. He, he's the guy that built the ark. The floods came. After the ark... Um, landed on dry ground. Noah, what he did is he, 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 he put together a vineyard. And next thing you know, he's making wine. And there's a portion of the story that talks about how Noah got drunk and, 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 and he, was, he was laid out naked in his room. And one of his three boys came into that room and they saw his dad in this state and the, and the boy doubled over just laughing and mocking his father. And then he runs back to his other two brothers and he says, hey, listen, you're not going to believe it. Boy, dad really got it wrong this time. And you know what the, the other two brothers' responses were? Is they got a blanket and they walked into his room backward, not looking upon his father. 
but they covered him to protect him. And I'm just saying that we, these things I'm talking about right now should not be foreign, but they are so foreign sometimes in the church. And I'm not saying everybody, but this kind of garbage happens all the time where we don't cover one another. What we do is we expose somebody's weaknesses. We expose our brother's weakness that is doing the same job that we're doing. We expose them instead of covering them. We don't have patience for one another. And I'm just saying that those boys, they walked in backwards and they put that covering. Not to say, because this was a sin that Noah had committed. But guess what? Thank the Lord. One sin doesn't wash everything away. This was God's man that saved humanity. One son wants to expose and point out, see how terrible this is. The others, they go in and they cover. I'm telling you what, let the Holy Spirit just begin to minister to you today. We need to protect God and His name, and we need to protect one another. Because I'm telling you, it's possible in our life that your brother and your sister that's in this room and others that are going to be coming, you're going to rely on them. And they're going to rely on you. And I'm just saying, why don't we start right now? Amen? You guys received the word of the Lord today? Amen. Hey, just real quick, we're closing this thing down. My big question that I have for you is I just wonder if there's anybody here that just, you know, you're here and, and the, the Lord's doing something special. And you're like, you know what? My life hasn't really been honoring God. Like we've been talking about honoring one another a lot. The only reason why we're able to do this, I believe, is because... Of, of the Lord in our life, but we need to be honorable to him. Amen. We need to honor the Lord. And maybe you're here and you're just like, you know what? I haven't done the best job of that. I'm going to give you the opportunity to make the decision today that, you know, going forward, you're going to you're going to honor him with your you know what I mean? With your life, because your life is going to belong to him. You're going to honor him with your words. You're going to honor him with your actions. You're going to honor him with your work. You're going to honor him with your service. Amen. And if you're here today and, 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 and you haven't been doing a good job of that, or maybe, maybe you're here today and you don't even know if you're saved. Maybe you're here today and it's just, you know, he's been down the list. He's been on the list, but down the list. If you want to make a decision for the Lord today, I'm just going to ask you to boldly. You know, we used to do this. We used to be like every, every head bowed and, and, you know, we don't want to embarrass you in front of anybody. Embarrass you? Are you joking? This is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Embarrass you. Come on, if that's you, if the Lord is impressed on your, par, on your heart, that you, you, you want to accept Him, you should jump to your feet and say, That's me! I'm not afraid of Him. I'm not embarrassed by the Lord. So if you want to receive Christ or make a, a new dedication, declaration to Him, just raise your hand in the air just right now. I'd like to pray with you and help you to do that today. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Awesome, ma'am. Right here. Thank you. Awesome. So good. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody in the balcony? Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. God is so good. Listen, go ahead and stand to your feet, everybody. We're going to say this prayer. Make this prayer your own. Can I just tell you this, that it all begins with a prayer. When I gave my heart to Jesus, even though it wasn't just like this prayer, it was something like this prayer. So today is a beginning for you that are making this your own prayer. Just make it your own. It's powerful. There's life in the prayer. And so 
Repeat after me, everybody. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you, Lord, for not giving up on me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins today. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you come into my life. Give me your Holy Spirit. Help me, God, to be more like you. And Lord, also, as I receive you, I know today that my name is being written in that Lamb's Book of Life. But I also know that even being a child of yours, I can live limited. And I don't want to live limited. I want to throw off everything that so easily besets me. And I want to run the race with no hindrances. And God, I want to become everything that you've called me to become, to give you glory and honor, but also, Lord, that my life would reach all that it's supposed to reach and be used by you to do so. Save me. Baptize me. Be the Lord of my life. Meaning, God, right now I surrender control to you. Lead me by your spirit. I want to do what you want me to do. Even when that opposes what I want to do. I thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. I still don't understand unconditional love. But it's crazy that you love me based on love and not my performance. Help me to learn to love other people based on love, pure love, and not people's performance. I bless you today, Lord, with my life. I give it to you as a living sacrifice. Help me, God, to always honor you with it. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody in the house said, Amen. God bless you all. That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.